Hello and welcome to the Inner Work Conversation. I am Nikki Cross and today I want to talk to you about your procrastination in inverted commas. We'll get into that in a little minute. This episode is for you if you are someone who identifies as someone with procrastination, someone who procrastinates, um, someone who has got things that they want to be, do or have, but you don't seem to be able to do the things required in order for you to make progress towards what it is that you want to be, do or have. And you call it procrastination. Where this episode has come from is, I don't know why, but sometimes these things happen there's trends in my client work and my clients, typically my clients don't know each other. So it's really odd for me to experience the, actually I'm noticing a trend across all of my clients, which is quite cool really when I think about it. But um, actually, to be fair, I can, I can sort of see as I'm talking that there is good reason why procrastination seems to be coming up for some of my clients. And that is because we are in we're in the um, mode of taking action that is in opposition to their current conditioning and um, going after goals, things they want to be doing have in life and particularly in business where it sort of expands what they think is possible for them. And so of course, procrastination is going to come up. Of course, they're experiencing that. But that's where this episode has come from. And so I want to share with you my observations and also a new perspective, a new way to look at procrastination and a new relationship that you can have with procrastination. I think it's so important to, I think this episode is so important. I'm going to say it. I think this episode is so important. If you're someone who labels yourself as a procrastinator or identifies as a procrastinator, it's going to, the things I'm going to share with you in this episode is going to really challenge your perspective on how you're approaching some of the things in life and business that require courage, why you might be procrastinating and how you can A, speak to yourself differently about it, B, have a different relationship with procrastination and C, actually use it to your advantage. That's quite a bold claim, but I am going to go there in this episode today. So let me start off by telling you where this episode has come from. So with my one-to-one clients, they get full voice note access to me in between their fortnightly sessions. So just to be clear, that is for my clients who work with me in the inner work journey. That's a four to six month kind of deal. Um, But also the guys inside the Thrive First Method on tier two, they also get Um, almost like weekly slots where they know that I'm available on Voxer to talk to them and assess their high value activities and the resistance that's coming up for them individually. But it's a really limited amount of time because I'm there for all of the people in tier two, if that makes sense. If you can hear a cat meowing, um, I sort of got to tell you this because it's not going to stop during during this episode. Um, My son, he's 14 and he has left a bowl of pasta in his bedroom and not given himself enough time to take the bowl of pasta out of his bedroom that's been there since last night, not given himself enough time before school to take that. And I think he secretly hopes that the mum fairy that works from home will go in his room and tidy it up. Um, Not going to happen. He's going to get in from school and he's going to do that shit himself. But meanwhile, the cat wants to go in his room and eat the pasta. So I have a wailing cat in the building 
And that, that listen, if you're looking for a heavily edited and heavily produced podcast, this ain't for you. You're here for the content. I appreciate that. But the content this week might also <laughs> include a cat meowing. And that is just the way it is. So um, my client, one of my clients got in touch with me um, today after listening to episode 138. So in episode 138, which is how to not do the inner work, how to not approach the inner work. She had specifically resonated with the part that says, and she says, I got a lot from it. Procrastination is my, procrastinating is my go-to avoidance strategy. Because in that episode I talk about people getting stuck in the state of procrastinating or the state of overcomplicating things, etc. And it was really interesting to me that she'd said procrastinating is my go-to avoidance strategy. Um, let's dive into that. Procrastination is a state. It's a strat- It's not a strategy because a strategy implies it's something that you've been planning to do that helps you. <laughs> um, however, it is something that we do and it's not what you think it is. Most people think that they procrastinate and that's because, and then they give themselves a reason why. I just procrastinate because I'm a bit lazy. I just procrastinate because I just, I'm, I'm not, I haven't got courage. And you, it's almost like a self-fulfilling prophecy where we feel ourselves procrastinating or, or hang on a minute, no, that's not a feeling. We feel a feeling. I'm going to go into that in a minute. Then we procrastinate. So we basically procrastination is the act of um, avoiding doing something by doing something else, right? That's not off the internet. That's not a real definition. That's my definition. We're, we're avoiding doing the thing because we, we're just doing something else, anything else for fuck's sake. And what happens is we bypass the feeling, the emotion, and head straight into activity. And so the activity is the thing that we're doing in order to procrastinate, in order to avoid the thing that we want to be doing or the thing we feel we should be doing. I'll go into that in a minute. And ultimately what that, so that, that could be an activity to help you numb out from the emotion that you're feeling, like eating, like snacking, like um, cleaning, folding, washing that didn't really need to be folded until after doing the thing. Um, avoidance strategies, stuff like that. But what what happens then you see is we go off or answering emails, we go off and we do those things. That then gives us evidence that we can't do the thing that we were meant to be doing originally. That then gives us an identity of, oh, I'm a procrastinator and round and round and round we go. And people also seem to tie it to time as well. So the further it goes on in the day or the further it goes on in the week or the further it goes on in the month where you've put this thing off, that then sort of feeds into this identity of, I just don't do the things that I say I'm going to do. And it sort of, t- it, it, um, it sort of plants itself deeply rooted into our identity and then has a massive impact on what, what we think, how capable we think we are of being able to do things that require courage or discipline. Right? So your procrastination tendency, let's talk about that first. First things first, I started this episode off, didn't I, by saying your procrastination in inverted commas. What I don't like, and I think I explained this in episode 138, 
I don't like it when people identify with a state. So, oh, I'm an overcomplicator. I'm a procrastinator. I am a perfectionist. The reason that I don't like it when people do that is because they're handing their power away. What we're doing is we're, we're using our procrastination and treating it like a part of us, just like your arm being a part of you or your neck being a part of you. We treat the procrastination almost as though it's just a part of us without actually getting to the root of why the procrastination tendency might be there and what it might be there to tell us. So what I said to you earlier is, I did say at the beginning of this episode, I'm going to talk about how you're approaching things that require courage and discipline and why procrastination happens. So let's start there. Procrastination might happen because the thing that you've got to do so normally it's it's an action, it's an activity, and that could be. Um, let me let me list certain things that I I know that people who I work with procrastinate from. So if you're in the Thrive First method, your high value activities. So in the Thrive First method, you'll have a goal. So that goal will be meaningful to you. It's not just an arbitrary shitty little goal. It's connected to how you deeply want to feel. You'll have a goal and each Monday when you turn up to hour one, we'll establish your high value activities. Now it feels very powerful and very empowered to define your high value activities. And for those people in tier two, they get to send their high value activities to me and for them to be challenged. So if I give you an example of one that I've challenged recently, um, I'm not going to give you the specifics of it because I haven't asked for permission from my client, but I am going to I am going to share with you. So this particular person wanted to submit something in her business to be reviewed. So think of it like a um, document. She wanted to submit something to be reviewed and she'd listed her high value activity as using my meeting free chunks of time for my writing, for me creating that document. And I'm like, yeah, that doesn't sound that doesn't sound quite on it to me because you wouldn't have identified it as a high value activity if it didn't take you closer to your goal and your goal being submit that document. And that will that submitting the document as a goal will contribute to something much wider, much bigger that she wants for herself in six to twelve months' time. So what I do when I coach people on shit like that is I will I will get to the nub of well, why that sounds easy, putting words on a piece of paper. Why would that be a high value activity? Why is that? Why? Like, I don't get it. Like, help me get it. Um, Anyway, what we, and it sounds like I'm being a facetious asshole. My clients know that I'm not being a facetious asshole. They know that I'm challenging them to help them create high value activities that when they actually get around to doing them, make them not want to procrastinate and not want to avoid the thing, but actually deeply understand the reasons why they might avoid it and why they might procrastinate in the first place. So it probably sounds like I'm being bullshy. And for those of you who've been here for a little while, you'll know me and you'll know my work and you'll know my style. And I am always about giving the power back to my client. I am always about, I'm never about being there for accountability, never about, well, you need to report back to me to make sure that you've done this thing because ultimately I want them to hold that power within themselves and know that they can make decisions for themselves that help them to feel like they can trust themselves in life and in business. So with this particular example, it's like, okay, well, if that's your high value activity is to use your meeting free chunks of time for writing, what might get in the way of that? What might get in the way of that? How, and what we actually established is the reason that that person was procrastinating about getting 
getting words into a document was because actually to do that, there needed to be some research done beforehand. And it wasn't the writing that she was avoiding. It was the research that she was avoiding. And her actual words were, um, it's the prep work that I put off, not the actual writing. It's the prep reading and notes to make sure that I know, I look like I know what I'm talking about when I write. And for me, they are the moments where I'm like, ding, 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 bingo. We've got to the nub of why this is hard for you. We've got to the nub of why it's tricky for you because what you genuinely believe, and this is something that we do together in when we set goals, is like, what might you bump up against? She's bumping up against potential rejection from other people. When she submits that document, other people are going to look at it and go, that's a piece of shit. And therefore, the reason why she's putting off writing the document, putting words on paper, anyone can put words on paper, right? The reason why that's happening is because the more she puts words, oh my God, <laughs> I'm so sorry. My phone just went off really loud. The reason <laughs> the reason why she's putting that off is the more words she puts on paper, the more chance and opportunity there is for someone somewhere to go, that's a piece of shit. So if I avoid putting words on paper, that, that means that I get to avoid the hypothetical outcome of failing or being rejected. So do you see your procrastination isn't there for you to bow down to? and be like, right then, procrastination, I will do as you say. And furthermore, I am a procrastinator. Your procrastination, your tendency to procrastinate, let me reword myself, it's there, it's 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 there in service to you. It's actually, I, I actually would like to change your view on procrastination in this episode today to say, can you not can you not recognize procrastination as a sign, like a signal? A little bit like if you had a rage in temperature, what that tells us is our body's trying to fight off a virus and it's doing so by heating up, you know, or trying to think of another example. Um, if your smoke alarm was going off in your home, that's a signal to you that there might be a fire somewhere. You know, <laughs> It's a little bit like that. It's like, how can you recognize procrastination? And instead of being like, oh, that's my tendency. That's my self-sabotaging tendency is to procrastinate. There you go. That it is what it is. How can we treat it like a message, a sign, a signal? How can we listen to it? Because my work, what I want my work to do, whether my work, you're working through with me, sorry, through listening to the inner work conversation and doing all of this work yourself, or if you are working actually with me, being supported by me in real time, what I always want my work to do with you is to build your trust in yourself, not to make yourself wrong or to push away certain feelings, but the opposite of that. I want, I genuinely do want my work to make you feel more um, connected to yourself Hence, hence the first module in the Thrive First Method is called Connect to Yourself. I want you to feel so connected to yourself, so in trust with yourself, that when certain emotions and certain feelings come up, you don't just bypass them, you actually listen to them. So let me give you an example of how that might play out. So normally, like I said earlier, normally we go to do something that requires courage or discipline or something like that. And what 
what we do instead of doing the actual activity that we're supposed to be doing in inverted commas, we go off and do something else. We do emails, we do the washing, we clean the kitchen, we have a snack, right? And we bypass that emotion by heading straight into activity to norm or avoid the way that we feel or the way that we potentially could feel as a result of doing the thing that we were meant to be doing. And we give ourselves the evidence that we can't do it. That's, that is ultimately what procrastination typically will look like and round and round we go. What I want for you is firstly to support yourself as you head on in to doing the thing. So if you are, let's say that you are going to send an email out. So last week, I know I mentioned in episode 138, one of my clients. Um, in fact, I'm going to read to you all of the things that my clients did last week because I am proud of them and I think it deserves to take up space in this podcast. So last week, one client increased their prices with their current clients. One client um, published her new package that she'd been stalling on for months. One client navigated from employment to actually starting a business, not just setting up a website, but actually signing clients. One client said no to work that no longer feels aligned. One client halved, yet halved 50% the amount of time that she was spending in her business. This is last week, right? And I know all of that because I'm reading off my summary. (laughs) That's what I'm doing. So all of that to say that no wonder procrastination is coming up for them, right? These These are big things. So let's take the example of the client who increased her prices with her current clients. When she was going into that activity, one of the things that I teach my clients to do is to support themselves in their inside world through the activity. So we don't just head straight on in. If you've got, if you know that this thing will take you 30 minutes to do, I'm like, give yourself an hour, give yourself 15 minutes to support your inner world with what's about to happen. Recognize what's coming up for you. So things that were coming up for my client were things like, um, what if it doesn't go down well? What if they think it's not worth that? What if, what if, what if, what if? And it was making their sort of inner critic voice scream very, very loudly and making it feel unsafe for her to send those price increase messages. When we give ourselves um, the time and the space to support ourselves through that, it gets a little bit easier to actually do the activity. And then once we've done it, once we've done the activity, My client actually took herself out on a walk because she'd done something that, yes, was outside of her comfort zone. Yes, actually made her potentially feel a little bit um, nervous about what could happen. Although she knew, A, it was in integrity, B, it was the right thing to do. And C, she actually really wanted to do this thing. She really wanted to do it. And she'd been putting it off. So she she needed to then take herself out on a walk just to come down for that, just to ground down for that from that. So you can see here, it's not as simple as just go and do it and like let's jack ourselves on up on caffeine and get shit done. You know, it's like actually this this looks like deep, deep supportiveness to ourselves and really parenting ourselves through. The feelings that come up before doing something that requires courage or discipline, I'm going to talk about that, and also afterwards because once she'd sent those messages, it was really um, easy for my client to identify that she could go into a spinning out place of shit, 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 what will they think? Do I need to retract the messages back? And it's really easy to spin out in that place once you've done something. That's not what this episode is about really, about once you've done it, 
we can have a separate episode on that. This is about procrastination or leading up to the event. So I'll stick with that. Just on the point that I just raised really quick, I just said, didn't I, things that require courage or discipline. They're the two main things, by the way, that I see people procrastinate over the most. When something requires courage, i.e. you you doing whatever this thing is, is going to bring up parts of you that feel uncomfortable because what will they think and will it go right and will I fail and it makes you want to go back into your shell or that require discipline. I'm sorry, but there are just some things in business that are fucking boring. <laughs> They're really boring. And not all of business is about doing these like really amazing like leaps forward. It's just not. Sometimes as as leaders in business or as business owners, we've just got to do the things that we are just a bit shit. <laughs> They're just a bit shit. And for that reason, I myself inside the Thrive First Method and also some of my clients, shout out Charlotte Goss, you have been, we have been setting up co-working spaces to get the things done that actually we would rather avoid because they're the things that require discipline. So I want you to, in fact, I put up a post on Instagram and I'm not going to try and find it because it's an old one, but it says something like, please recognize that when you're planning out your week, sometimes the things that, um, things that are boring feel energetically the same as things that are hard. And I think just that recognition of that is so, so important, especially for those of you out there with ADHD and stuff like that. It's like, we haven't been taught that sometimes the really boring mundane tasks are going to make us procrastinate just as much as the things that require courage. And just to acknowledge that and therefore to build in support for that is really important. So what have I covered off? I've got a couple of bullet points. Ah, that's what I wanted to cover off next. Okay. So I said earlier, didn't I, your procrastination tendency could also be like, if you treat it as a really loving sign, like a signal, like you would never, you, you would never be like, oh, for fuck's sake, smoke alarm. You're so loud when actually it's alerting you of a fire. You'd be like, thank you so much for being so loud. You've just alerted me of a fire, right? When I talk about building trust with, with my clients building trust with themselves through the work that I do, I want you to also recognize that sometimes you're procrastinating on something because it actually might not be right for you. And I know that's really hard because you're going to have questions like, well, how do I know if something's right for me? And da, 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 da. And it's like, sometimes I'll have an episode idea and like, I'll just use myself as an example here. Sometimes I'll have an episode idea for the inner work conversation and it's something that I want to talk about, but maybe the idea is not fully formed yet, or maybe actually this isn't me staying in my own lane. I'm going to talk about something that is just veering out of my zone of genius, something like that. And sometimes procrastination is there to serve me to say, do you know what? This isn't right for you. And I really, I haven't got much to offer you here on this other than be aware of that. Please be aware of that. Like there's sort of three things that I've mentioned here as to why you might procrastinate. One, because it's boring as fuck, but it's got to be done because, hey, that's just business. Two, because it's requiring courage because actually you're afraid of something hypothetically happening as a result of you actually doing that thing, going back to my client submitting the document, being afraid that someone would tell her it's shit, make, made it easier for her to procrastinate and not put words on a piece of paper. Or three, that thing that you've got as a to-do or a high value activity 
it's just not really the right thing for you to do. And I really want you to dig into yourself and be like, is, do I want to do this even? I'll give you an example. So I said, didn't I, one of my clients last week, she published a package that she'd been stalling on for months. Now there's nuance to that. The actual package that she published and put out there to the world for people to engage with and buy her services was actually a little bit different to the package that she'd originally designed. And the reason that she'd been stalling on it was because it didn't feel good. And when we actually dug it, this was actually, to be fair, this was a client who had bought Get Unstuck Plus. So I'll leave the links to my one-to-one work, but Get Unstuck Plus is Get Unstuck, which is a 90-minute call to Get Unstuck with a follow-up session. So it's basically like two weeks of support. Anyway, this client come from Get, Get Unstuck and the package that she'd put out there when she'd actually made, you know, made the move, it was slightly different to the package that had been sitting there in air documents for months because that package, that original package, just didn't feel good. What did it look like what everyone else does in her industry? Yep. Did the pricing structure look like everything everything that everyone else charges in her industry? Yep. Did it feel like it would be the best package that would get the best results for her clients? Nope. Did it feel exciting for her? Did it feel like, yeah, I am fully behind this? Nope. So it's like, actually, sometimes procrastination is serving you in helping you see that this might not be quite right. But instead of procrastinating and going and doing something completely different, be with the emotion of there's discomfort here. What is that resistance? What is that discomfort? Be with that, with yourself, support yourself, have your own back through those difficult feelings. And then from that place, once you've figured out, all right, I see what's going on here, then you can work from that place right? Too often we want to bypass the difficult emotion by going and doing something else. That is essentially procrastination. So we've talked about why it happens. We've talked about how you can treat it differently and have a different relationship with it. Um, And lastly, I just want to finish this episode on using it to your advantage. No longer do I want you to shame yourself if you can look back on your day or your week or your month and see that you've procrastinated over something. I really want you to have a more loving relationship with yourself where you're taking notice, you're paying attention to the way that you're feeling. You're not making yourself bad or wrong as a result of it. And if you choose to do something else, own that shit. I have actually done an episode on this and I'm going to point you to it right now. It is episode number... It's episode number... Sorry, I just had to pause this to go and find what episode it was. It's episode number 121 and it's called Procrastinating? Question mark own it. Here's how. And um, apparently, I'm reading the show notes, apparently I I had the idea from this episode on the way back from the gym. Um, (laughs) I don't know what that episode is going to talk about. And you know what? Um, Be interesting for me to go back and listen to that episode and see if there's any differences between how I felt about procrastination then and how I feel about procrastination now. But um, use it to your advantage, really own it. So sorry, just getting back to the point that I'm on before I wrap up this episode, really fucking own it. If you are procrastinating over something and you can recognize that I'm feeling a difficult emotion, here I am wandering into the kitchen to tidy up the plates and have a snack and avoid that difficult emotion that I was feeling as I was about to do that thing. Oh, look at me. I can see that I am doing that. I'm not going to make myself bad or wrong. I'm just going to make myself a normal human who doesn't want to feel the uncomfortable feelings. But if I actually look look, if I actually make friends with myself in this moment and ask myself, what do I need? Well, maybe I do need a bit more time. And if I am procrastinating, 
Maybe I am going to own that. Maybe I'm just going to say, do you know what? There's a thing that I'm not doing and I'm going to own that about myself. I'm not doing that thing. Instead, I am going to sit with my emotions for a little minute. Instead, I am going to take myself for a walk around the block. And then I will decide whether I do that or I do not. Own your decisions as opposed to giving all of your power, like I said earlier on in this episode, as opposed to giving all of your power away to procrastination. I'm a procrastinator. There you go, procrastination. Have all of my power. I am no longer in control because there you go, you've just taken it. I have the power over my actions. I have the power over my decisions and my choices. And from that place, when you own all of it with great, with, with great, um, self-honesty comes great responsibility because when we're honest with ourselves and we say, yeah, do you know what? I'm not doing that. And I own it. And I own the impacts of that as well. So for my client that I've used as an example in this episode, who needs to submit a document because that helps her make progress towards a goal that's meaningful to her. Well, I own that I'm not submitting that. And therefore I own that I'm not going to get closer to the place that I want to be at. I'm not going to shame myself for it, but I am going to own that. And I'm not going to be a victim of that. I am just going to simply own the fact that this is where I'm at and time isn't running out so I can continue when it feels good for me. This isn't, this. I don't know what you're expecting in this episode. This isn't an episode on pushing through. This isn't, a, this isn't an episode on force. This isn't an episode on shame. This is just an episode to say that procrastination is usually there to serve you as a sign, a signal to help you develop the relationship with yourself and to help you. Someone said on um, the hour one call in the Thrive First Method this morning, this is very much like healthy parenting yourself. And I would agree. This is about you holding yourself accountable to your own truth. Not holding your, that's a really important distinction. Not holding yourself accountable to getting the shit done, getting the thing done, but just holding yourself accountable to your own truth lovingly, right? without force, without shame, just lovingly holding yourself accountable to your own truth. Can you do more of that, please? (laughs) I want you to treat this episode as a whole piece on self-reflection. If you want to listen to it a few times, if you want to pause the episode, do some self-reflection, take notes, I would really encourage you to do that. If you want to go deeper with this work, I'm really encouraging you to look at my services. We've got the Thrive First Method, We've got my one-to-one services, Get Unstuck, and the Inner Work Journey, which is a four to six month experience. All of those have been really um, detailed on an Instagram post that I've done recently. It's on my website. And if you look on the highlights of my Instagram, you'll also get to see like one of the things that I don't think I've been very clear with is I've been very clear on what each one of my services is, but what I've probably not been as clear on that I'm working on at the moment is who do you need to be to be the best fit to for for that thing to be the best fit for you? So that's something that I'm working on building clarity around and I feel like I'm getting there. So big win. Anyway, um, let me wrap up the episode. I hope that this has served you today. I have really enjoyed talking about it and um, I hope that you use it to your advantage. I hope that you start to use procrastination to your advantage, have a better relationship with it and a better relationship with yourself. As always, please never forget, I am always cheering you on and I really do hope that you are cheering you on too.